Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kickback with Nadem. This is episode 96 of 100, and I'm here with Yudi yet again. And lo and behold, the man is late. How about that? Uh, look, all right. Um, I was going to do a Kanye lyric, but given the current situation, I think I'll avoid that. Um, yeah, skip that, skip that, yeah, skip that, skip that. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Apologies for my lateness. Apologies for my lateness. Oh, why are you late? What's going on? Is there anything you want to talk about? Just life, you know? Just just life keeping me busy. What life? What life? You seem busier than usual. Anything to say? Just general life. You know, you anything know to say? Has Any, anything happened this week? No, nothing major. <laughs> yeah. Apart, apart just, from? Yeah, I got engaged. So. What? Whoa! <laughs> Just in case anyone's curious, are oh, you 32? Yeah. All right, cool. It's good to know, man. It's good to know you finally got there. Yeah, you finally got there. All right, look, it's, it's about it's about the right time, not a quick time. I, I didn't think that. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing quick about 32. Let's just say that, yeah. I got there, all right? I got there. So that's all that matters. All right, cool. Well, congratulations anyway. Thank I'm you. looking Thank forward you. to the wedding. You know, whenever Tabby decides to make it happen and get you down there, everything's going to be great. It's going to be a great day. You've become a man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank but, you. Thank you. But today we're podding. Okay. And just uh, here's the thing for you. So do you, did you listen to the Stephen Allen podcast? Of course. So that one there has had the second most amount of listens of all the ones that we've had so far. And that's in a space of maybe two, three weeks. That's impressive, isn't it? Int- he's an interesting story, guy he's an interesting guy yeah well here's the thing for you then like how could i potentially but who could potentially be up there to match him to do with a city persuasion from that sort of era who do you think it could be rabinia <laughs> i don't think he speaks english <laughs> well, like okay. it'd have to be uh, a full 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 portuguese type thing so like i think i know who it is though so go on, then. Go on. Oh, what? Oh, have you been? Have you been using your uh, burner account on Twitter again? Listen, I, look. Of course, I keep my ear to the streets, right? I've say got, yes, then. Say yes, uh, then. Say, <laughs> say yes, then. Say yes, then. Anyway, so with that, it's interesting because, like, football. I'll be honest. Being a footballer at times was like the best job in the world, unequivocally. Mm-hmm. But some of the other bits, though, how do you think you'd be able to cope with that? Because you, you know, you've seen it first time through me and through others. What do you mean, like, what bits? The negatives, the negatives, the negative bits of it. Because, you know, when you're playing and you're healthy, everything's great. Easiest, easiest game, easiest job, whatever. But how about when you're not playing, or when you're not close to playing, and when you're not right, fit see. to play? Thanks for you know clarifying. I mean? Yeah, so, okay. Um, I think in terms of how it's impossible to say. It's impossible to say how you deal with it because any single person who's not done it is coming from a fan's perspective. So, like, mm. I, t- I told you the story about when, like, I was playing it. I was playing semi-pro in London and then I got injured in a stupid way. And then um, was put, I went from playing up front to playing 20 minutes off the bench at left back. So, and I found that very, I found that very difficult to cope with, but yeah. it's completely different when you're in a position where like, it's your job and it's how you, mm. obviously it's your passion, but it's your job. It's how you feed your family. It's like, there's all kinds of different things going through your head. So you can't really, like relate to that until you've been in it. So I don't know how I would respond, um, mm. but credit to you and like, you know, other teammates who've managed to deal with that. So that's all I can really say to that, to be honest. Well, that's the thing we do with it in different ways. And today's guest, who is Michael Johnson, like he dealt with things in a very, very particular way. And when you hear his name, like you realize that you've not heard his name being spoken of for years. And considering when he was playing, he got spoken about a lot. It's one of those stories about what could have been. But do you know what's interesting, Udi? 
mm-hmm. he has no regrets. He I has respect no that. regrets at all. But nothing but respect for that. But from the outside, you'd expect regrets, wouldn't you? I don't know. Like from what I know about Michael Johnson, <laughs> he lives life his own way, and so like he li- listen. He lives life his own way. And I think this episode right here could be up to challenge with Stephen Island because if you want to hear about his own way, this is the only place to find it. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's the interview with the very, very elusive and the only Michael Johnson, the only one in all of sports. This is Michael Johnson of Manchester City. Please enjoy. Here we go. Is this it? Yeah, that's a bit better to be fair, yeah? Yeah, because that is on the Wi-Fi now. The Wi-Fi is rubbish here. Right, uh, okay. Messing me about. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine, mate. I can have a, I can have a trip. It's no problem. I should be flipping. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So are you anyway? I'm all right, yeah. I'm good. Excellent, man. You look happy. I am. But, I think. but I what am. are you doing these days? That's the question. What's happening? What am I doing? Uh, have we started the interview? Well, it, the thing is, well, you, can, you, can, you can see it as an interview, but it's not like an interview. I'm just, I'm oh, genuinely just yeah. checking in. I was only messing. Yeah, uh, what I'm doing, I'm, um, I'm doing a few things. I'm a landlord, so my tenants keep me busy. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, I've, uh, we're, we're importing American cars. My mum and dad are about doing that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that from way, from way back when. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got a big deal with Ford, well, a decent deal. So it keeps us, it keeps us all busy. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of other things going on, but I'm keeping that a bit close to my chest at the minute because I'm trying to get it off the ground. And yeah. I don't want to take it before. Yeah, okay. I get that. I get that. And that's, um, all, that's, that's interesting, you know. That's very interesting because as far as like an ex-footballer goes, you're definitely keeping like a lower profile. Like, are you enjoying that low profile or would you rather be out there a bit more? No, because I think that suited me. You probably know me, Nadum. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really... That's something that I didn't... I'd be like you, really. I mean, yeah. You, you know, you, you were never massive into being all, 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 I've not seen you for 10 years or something. No, so it's the, still the same, mate. It's still the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just suits my personality. I just like being pretty much a normal, trying to be a normal guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That may sound to people, no. but it's not boring to me. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so, listen, mate, I, I am I am the same as you from that standpoint. Like, for, for me, I always felt like football was something that I did, not who I was. You know, yeah. and, and there's a little difference that comes off the back of that. Cause for some people, they always want to be seen to be doing something in relation to football. I'm sure for some people, if they could, they'd just be walking down the streets with their shirts on and the numbers on the back. You know what I mean? But that's they need to do that once or twice. Don't yeah, behave yourself, behave yourself. But anyway, <laughs> right. Let's come, if we can, let's talk about your path to this point. Yeah. And I'm going to go all the way back to say Academy times to start with, because Say your academy career, from what I've seen and what I remember, was far less straightforward than most people, to say the least. And tell me if I miss any clubs here, but you were at Leeds, Feyenoord, Crew, Liverpool, Everton, and then finally City. Is that right? Yeah, but uh, probably two or three times for a couple of them. Really? And why was that? Um, well, you know, as you move up through ages, age groups, and then you get different coaches, mm-hmm. different players come in, teams seem to play in a different way, a different style of football. Yeah. And my dad, who you know well, don't you? Yeah. Uh, he, we always used to have a, a junior team called Charlton Juniors, and he used to coach it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the stuff that I did when I was playing at Feyenoord, all the coaching, all the Cruyff stuff that they adopted in Holland. Well, they didn't adopt it. You know, he Cruyff created it, didn't he? Yeah. Basically, total football, the Dutch way. 
Uh, my dad always wanted me to keep playing in teams that were trying to play like that mm-hmm. to keep me developing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Keep you developing in that technical way and playing with players technically. Um, that's what that's what we were doing. So we'd move to I go to a different club to get that style of play, and then basically that was that was it. And until uh, I went to Everton at thirteen, and I stayed there until sixteen. Yeah. Until you know you get your YTS, and then that's when I moved to City. Okay. But, but were, were there any of those places which you kind of wanted to stay, which might have been against that sort of like um, technical model? Or was it always the case you were happy to go to the next place? Uh, you know what? This is probably... My mum's calling me. <laughs> no worries. I'll just decline. Sorry. Um, it probably... Um, I probably did want to stay because you know what it's... Well, I don't know if you do or, or if it's just me, but I think probably humans, kids in general, you know, being unsettled, going to different, yeah. different clubs, different dressing rooms, mm-hmm. and you've got your new mates again, your new lads. And um, that's probably something that that I'd have liked to, uh, you know, add a bit more stability. But, you know, this is it. You know, we're all here. We've all got our different stories, haven't we? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And which one of those clubs would you say was the most enjoyable for you, if you can remember back then? Because it is 20 years ago, mind. <laughs> well, probably, well, yeah. I'd probably say Everton. I really got on with the lads there. But I was there for a while. I was there for three years. Yeah. Um. Gary Ablett was there, the late Gary Ablett, uh, to mention him. Lovely guy and lovely family. Um, he was my coach for a bit there, um, Neil Jusnip and um, and those guys. Mm. And did you, like, through all this that was going on then, like, with your dad and with your own ambitions, was the plan to always be a pro or was there anything else that you were doing on the, on the side as well? Just always football, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just always football uh, ever since. I, mean, I remember it high school. Probably starting high school, so I'd, I'd get up and do my seven a.m. run. Yeah. I go to school. Yeah. You, you go about, you do. In fact, then I was playing for Leeds in yeah in the first year of high school. Yeah, you get back, you're cramming your homework. You go down the six, M60, M62. Yeah, you be getting back at ten at night, yeah. and then cycle again and again and again. But it was always with that mission, to, you know, to be a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and then we we'll probably go on to other stuff in in a bit, but. Um, that's probably where I I got lost a little bit. I lost me. You know, you said about about your identity. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I I didn't have one. I was just a footballer. So with all that, with that, then, so you're 12 years old, and there's still that huge level of commitment towards turning into a pro, like on on match levels of commitment. Like, were you enjoying it, or was it just something that you were doing? Do you think? Yeah, um, I probably. I'd enjoy the good bits. So you go out, you train hard, then you, then you play well, and that level of the, that buzz you got from playing well mm-hmm. defined, defined me. And uh, well, I realize well, I realize now, but not at the time as a twelve year old. Yeah. Not the most uh, developed. Um, it was defining me, defining me too much. Yeah. I without realizing, so um, when 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 you've not got that, you know, you're looking around for these little things, you know. You know, unsettled in your skin. Now, this is what I was feeling anyway, but unsettled in my skin. So, you know, uh, I'd have to go out and, and, and train and try and play well and try and be the best. Yeah. That was that, that was what was making making me tick. Yeah. But it was a very poor. It was, it, I realised now it was a flawed way of um, of being, really. But at the time, I didn't realise it. So, was he enjoying it? You know, I probably was, yeah. 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 I was enjoying it. I didn't, I did not enjoy it. 
So you've got you've got a kid now, haven't you? Yes. How old? Two, just over. Boy or girl? Girl, Isabel. If Isabel gets to a certain age and she wants to play football and she wants to do it as a pro, would you would you have her upbringing different to how you had yours? Yeah, well, I, I probably would. I'd probably say, well, there's things that, that that I could learn from. I'd learn from my experiences. Take the positives. Yeah. And try not not have the negatives. Try and have maybe a bit more balance. Um, but I fed into that though. I really, I really wanted to be the best. It's not like I was I had to get dragged out of bed to do it. I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, so it seemed anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's all those living and learn things. I mean, I I think other people have done, you know, uh, probably as much as that, and 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 enjoyed it, and, and and been fine, and wanted to carry on for the rest of their lives. Yeah, um, I get, but, I get that. Yeah. So to come to your time at City, then I remember you when you first arrived, and like from spending time with you, you were like incredibly driven. All those things which you mentioned, in which you started from young. Like I'll be honest, my sort of age group didn't really, we weren't really like that. You know, we were almost not necessarily social footballers. Like we were good and we trained hard and stuff like that. But that sort of like everyday a pro lifestyle wasn't something which we caught on till till probably later. So you were you did stand out from that standpoint. I think people did sort of buy into you. So how did you feel when you came in at City? Were there, did you see any people that were similar to how you viewed the game or was it literally like a whole different world again? Um, no. I think it was similar to Everton. My, my last change room before City, Everton. I think the lads are similar. Um, very, you know, everyone's having a joke out, and that's what a dressing room yeah. is. Um, but I th- maybe we did have some more in in our in our team then. I mean, you'll remember these, won't you? Like Ashley Williams. Yeah. Uh, there was a few, even Shalem. I mean, he, he was easy going, but he'd still be an hard worker, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I can't really comment much for your change room because he, he was in your change room there. So you had you obviously yeah, to be fair, you I, had, Stephen Ireland, Casper, people like that. Our t- our team was all right. To be fair, our team was all right. But it was more so talking about like we w- when we came in full time. Like that's when it was a full time commitment. But you're yeah. but th- from the way you're speaking about it, it's like it was a full time commitment from you from yeah. like much earlier. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, me, me personally, that's really what I can only say. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, it was always the goal to to just just to play football. Yeah. Um, so it was, was full time, probably a bit, a bit earlier. Yeah, and, for me. And when you came into City, so you came in as a YTS. Then could you see a path straight to the first team, or did you think there was going to be lots of like hard years ahead and stuff like that? I, I could before I come to City, and then in in that first year, I don't know what it was, but I found it I found it difficult. Um, I was probably you know I probably done a bit too much training so i was a bit more i was a bit big a bit more bodybuilder like yeah uh, it sounds funny because i was skinny but i was i was doing like the wrong training yeah do you know what i mean and then i got into into all on um, like, me core stuff and you know that, that sort of way and, and that was better for me then i needed to do a lot of stretching because some of the training i was doing was making me stiff mm. and causing other issues you know in, injury wise mm. so i was doing a bit of the wrong training really growing up yeah with the stretch, yeah. I remember seeing you actually at Carrington, just always in the corner after after sessions and stuff like that. Just you by yourself in the corner, the little matted bit, stretching yourself off. And I was kept thinking, no, I was stiff as hell. That's but, why. <laughs> but I kept thinking to myself, should I be doing that? Am I supposed to be doing that? Like I was trying to figure out why I'm supposed to be as a pro. I'm like, is it? That's that's. He's a very good pro. I should be doing that. I should definitely be doing that. But anyway, yeah, it turned it turned out I didn't, and I was injured loads. <laughs> 
But but look, you, you can be a good pro in, in in your other ways. If you want, if somebody wants to go and and relax and and they find that's a good way for them to de-stress mentally, yeah, you know you can do that. You know, even if that's on your phone or, or whatever, yeah, each their own, isn't it? Everyone's got their own ways of be, being a pro. I mean, how many games did you play? Yeah, too many, mate. Too many, too many. <laughs> too many. Well, <laughs> well, like, sure, you must have done something, right? Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So anyway, let's talk about this then. So you you break into the first team. And it wasn't too long after you first arrived at the club, anyway. But you made you made into the first team, and your first season was oh six oh seven. Is that right? Does that ring any bells? Yeah, yeah, oh six. Yeah. So was that yeah. the season where, in the second half of the season, we didn't score a goal at home after like yeah. February time? Okay. Yeah, that's so, terrible. So, so let's be clear: we as a, as a club, we were a disaster. But it's your first season; you're performing well. So, how do you remember that first season? Was it a good one? A good feeling? Bad feeling? How was it? Well, it was it was good, but my first game was in October against Wigan away. Yeah, and you remember the score? What's Did goal? you play? What score was it? Was it four 0 or something like that? Yeah. Got beat four 0 Yeah, yeah. And um, remember the old chairman at the time who was driving home on the radio. But I was happy because well, I don't know what you were like after your debut. It's just a bit of a relief, isn't it? To yeah, get it done. yeah, yeah. And you're happy because I didn't. I, I didn't think I played badly myself, but the the, the team did obviously. Yeah, but I, but I was okay. So I I still saw that as all right. But yeah. I remember coming home and the uh, the chairman. What, you have to tell me his name. He's a nice man. Um, do you remember him at that time? Yeah, I know. I know it's. I can't think of the name off the top yeah. of my head. Like City yeah. fans listening now, raging at us. They're listening, raging at us because we can't we can't name him. But yeah, we do remember his name. But go on. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a really nice man. But he was saying everyone on that um, everyone on that team. Yeah, should hang their heads in disgrace, and I, and I thought, oh, is he talking about me there? So I was, <laughs> I was really, really got it, but relieved to get it done with. And then um, it wasn't until like the last ten games, um, Stuart Pearce put me in, yeah, and uh, picked me again um, after so many months, and that was a bit a bit deflating, yeah. And then he picked me, and then we we won. I think we won Newcastle away, Middlesbrough away, and we needed to win them because we were at the bottom. You know, we, we were in the bottom, weren't we? And that yeah. just took us out then. It gave us that bit of comfort then. Mm-hmm. And we could relax then. And, and before the games, you're not as nervous playing because you think, oh, God, we're going to get relegated with me and the team. It's going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, it, it was really good. Played the last 10 games of the season. And I think the season was a good success. And we stayed up because that was that was our aim at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, that for was sure. We seen, we seen, the chairman might have been John Wardle. Does that ring any bells? There you go. Well done. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. I've I've always got a phone where I can just Google things right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on phone. Exactly, but it's it's a crazy thing. Like that was your introduction to it all, because as far as like that spell for City, that was probably the worst one. That last six months was as bad as it got for say sort of our generation. So for you to be shining in that the way that you did is credit to you, because it's a tough spot for a young player to go to be in where your t- the club has to win games. Like it's not optional. You have to win games. So. You know what I mean? Credit to you. But then I want to talk about going into that next season because you've done well. And now, like, what were your hopes and expectations heading into the next one? Were you thinking that maybe you wanted to go somewhere else? You wanted to stay? What we what were your thoughts? Um No, I no, I just wanted to play more game because Sven came in. Yeah. And then he was bringing in his uh his, his foreign players, wasn't he? Alano, yeah. Bianca. Had trough and it was just a bit more. There was a bit more buzz, wasn't there? Yeah. And I remember. I remember the change room being happy as well. Mm. Uh, that was just me because Sven was a really nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. He created a nice, um, you know, a nice dressing room, basically a nice place to go to work. 
Uh, so no, I was just committed for that year. Yeah, yeah, just wanted to see what see where it where it took us, and we were doing well, weren't we, for the first half of the year anyway? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's this, so. This is what I'm going to get into now. So this is this is the more I'd say this is more personal side of things now because we're going to talk about like expectations, but with the external ones. Because your hope for that season was just to play more, but at this the impact you had at the start of your career was bigger than any player I'd seen before, and this was right up until probably the last three, four years with Phil Foden. Yeah. Like you were being compared to city legends like Colin Bell and so on. Like there was a big, big talk about you. There was a lot of hope being put into you. And I think you must've been aware of that. So how did that make you feel? Um, I think, I think what everyone says, and it's probably is true. You, you do try and block that. I mean, you know, block it out. I don't like to, you know, like, I don't think I like to be compared to anyone. You yeah. know, it's the old cliche, I want to be my own player, you know, this, that and the other. Um, and as well as being probably a bit, you know, a bit more shy. I didn't like those comparisons. You know, you just want to fly under the radar, come, you know, go and play or play well or try try your best mm-hmm. and, and go home and, and no one talk about you. I mean, that's, that's, that's very optimistic. That's very optimistic. Yeah, that's not football, is it? Exactly. So, so. I didn't enjoy it. There was probably, yeah, there would have been some pressure. It's how everybody sort sorts of deal with that pressure themselves, isn't it? But I, I, I won't say I like to be compared to these players because, you know, I just want to, I just wanted to be myself. Mm. So year two arrives anyway, and you played some great football, you know, and you mentioned players there like Alano and so on. And understand that first half of the season was great. You know, that was really exciting. I think you start the year beating Man United, stuff like this. But then this was also, I think, and stop me if I'm wrong here, the year when you had your first significant injury as a first-team pro because you missed a bit of time. Is that right? Yeah, I had my, my hernias repaired. And, like, how did you find that having to take time away then, just when everything seemed to be rolling forward in, like, a strong way? Yeah, um, that that one itself wasn't that hard because it was significant, but I was only out for about a month. Yeah. Uh, because somehow you can come back really quickly for those, you know, from those hernias. About for about a month, um, it wasn't that bad because um, I hit the ground running back, back playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it it was more uh, going into technical injuries. It was this pubic symphysis thing. Um, some young players can can get it. Just yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think the the skeletons are proper. You know, you know, like a man yet or or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a bit just a bit of excess um, training and the body, and and that was harder because the, the, like there appeared to be nothing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with, with me. It didn't look like that, but you're just getting this grinding pain down there, mm-hmm. and, um, and and that was harder. The, all the other stuff, you know, uh, even even when I did my knee, it's, it's a visible injury. But when um, when no one, you know. You can't show something, and then you're not playing. All you want to do is play because you you built your life around playing. Yeah, and then you can't. Um, that's when I that's when I struggled personally with that. Yeah. I found that hard. And what when you say you struggled personally, then was it the struggle of not being able to play, or is it just the struggle of not being able to really like have people on board and sort of sympathise with what you're going through? Yeah, but, but probably a bit of both because you're getting. I was getting so much. Uh, you know, uh, self worth from performing and, and people patting you on the back and all that, and it was giving me a lift. And when and when you're not playing, people aren't aren't looking at it because it's it's a bit of a shallow world football. Yeah, you'll know yourself. Yeah. Um. And then I I, I started I started to feel the effect from that. Mm. And uh, and then and then myself thinking, 
well, if I'm not playing, is this all I am? Is this all I am? Like you said, when we first opened up, mm. um, is this me? Is, you know, my Mike the footballer. That's it. That's it. And I didn't want to be that. I wanted to have my own confidence. I wanted to, I wanted to be Mike the the, the person. Mm. As well. Yeah, um, yeah. But that doesn't. It's fair to say, as you've sort of alluded to there, that's not that's not really possible within football. Like you're constantly being judged, and to look back at the time when you were injured with that particular that injury that's so particular to you, which nobody like usually someone has an injury like the visible ones, like you mentioned, you'll find someone somewhere that's been through it. They can say this is this is how I got through it. This is how whatever, but this is you with that injury by yourself and as a young man as well. Because I keep forgetting when I look back to those days, we were all so young. In the grand scheme of things, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going through it in your late 20s, your 30s, and you've played for 10 years already, it's far different to when you're trying to, like, blaze a path in your career and so on. But before, we'll, we'll continue this in a second, but let's let's go back a little bit now. So that next season, you ended up playing, I think it was 25 or so games for the club, and that ended up being the biggest, the most marked games you played um, in, a, in a season. And as that season finished, because you've mentioned the first half of the season was great, the second half was somewhat of a disaster. But now you go into, we're going to the next season and the third manager in three years is coming in after the sacking of Sven and Mark Hughes is coming in. Like, how did you feel in terms of your own situation? Like, is this a time where you're thinking, you know, stability isn't here, I don't want to be a part of it? Or was it just a part of the journey and you were just trying to figure it out? Yeah, um... I don't really know with that one. I think a little bit with that stability thing, you're right. Because um, I, I did hear a couple of things from from some other clubs and my agent at the time, Peter Harrison. Mm. You know, you know, they like the agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's interested. Yeah, saying potentially this, that, and the other without going into it. Um, I can't even remember to be honest. Mm. But um, but the, it was it was a case of right. Let's see how preseason goes. Let's get fit and um, let, let's see who, who he brings in and, and, and whatever you know. Um, and then that was a time when, when they bought um, Rubinho, yeah, and um, maybe a couple of others. I can't quite remember. And then the money was coming in, so it was like, well, actually, it might be a good place to to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I was thinking. Mm. Um, but then I didn't I didn't play that much then mm. because pretty much the same injury, pretty much all what was going on down here with my hips and my pubic bone and all that. Um, yeah, I couldn't do it. Was it was the injury like affecting you in more so than just discomfort? Like, was it affecting your confidence and stuff like this on the field, or was it two separate things? Would you say? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, you know, but when you go out there, it's nice to it's nice to have that confidence that your body's not going to break down. Yeah. Um, give you that that that, that support mentally. You're going out there, you know. You're afraid to, you know, get get into that sprint because something might happen. You know, or, you know, do that jump there. You know, sort of playing within yourself, protecting your body a little bit. Mm. Um, not good that you need you need to be strong. You need to go out there with no worries, don't you? To compete at the highest level, mm-hmm. unless you're Messi and Ronaldo who can play at seventy well, percent. Most people can't do that. Yeah, but then those guys as well. There's also played like eight hundred, nine hundred games as well. You know, so they must have felt pretty good along the way. But that. That leads me to this actually as well. I think again, looking back at your career from my perspective, when you compare it to others, people tend to be able to get better over time because you know you gain the experience of playing without necessarily having an ailment as well. 
So for you then, when you look back, when do you reckon you were actually at your absolute best? Which year would you say? Uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be the start of that Sven season. 2007. Uh, 2007, yeah, because everything was good. I mean, at the start of the year, uh, I was I was coping with with, with my body well, um, and the team that we were playing in was was suited to me as well. Yeah. You know, a line on like you know we, we we were linking up well. It was it was it was good. Her man was there. Her man was rolling back the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was a good feeling. Everything about that time was really good. You know, uh, I think you, you look at other lads' careers and things just click for them. Yeah. You know, in the club and then there, everything's right for them at that time. Mm-hmm. That was that was probably one I'd say there where the, the feeling was good with Sven. Everything was good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like I like Sven. I did like Sven a lot. Like, and do you know the funniest point for me as well was when we went to Sweden in that preseason and we got into a dressing room and we were all meant to get drinks of water and whatever and just whips out the bottles. They've got Sven's face on them. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, it's hilarious. That's what I was like. This guy is the king of Sweden. There's no way on earth this guy's got flipping water bottles <laughs> with his face on it. What what a legend. <laughs> So after that 2007-2008 season, I think you ended up playing um, 10 more games for the club, which was which I'm guessing would have been very, very tough. But there was the opportunity to go to Leicester under Sven again in 2011-2012. You as, um, as a player and as a person, like making that move to Leicester on loan, what was that like a... Um, in the hope of maybe rejuvenating your career, or do you think at this point you just wanted to just play some games and whatever was going to be was going to be? Uh, yeah, well, I was coming back from a knee injury then. Okay. And this was the this was my main injury really. Um, the knee construction, LCL, ACL, and a bit of my hamstring and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a big one, and I, I, I think I just needed. I think for me, as well as playing games, I needed a, a, a sort of a refresher. In, in my head yeah because you, you I've been there I, I haven't been playing for so long I've just been rehabbing you know what those those um, old portal cabins were like and yeah it was it was right let's get out let's let's have a fresh start let's get six months under me that was kind of my attitude yeah um, because it was Mancini was in at the time they brought in all the, all the great players yeah it, it, it had just been playing reserves and that's it you, you know mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to get some more competitiveness because some of the reserves they're not really competitive yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the idea, really. And um, you mentioned Mancini there, like when he came in, and obviously Mark Hughes as well during his time. As from being where you were in two thousand and seven, you know where you were top of the world, you know fans were really buying into you. You were getting it. Everything made sense. How did you feel then when, say, those, quote, like, good players you said they were coming in? How did you feel only being a bit part of that when that was essentially your club beforehand? Were you okay with that or what What was the mindset? That's a good question. Uh, I was thinking, I'd, I mean, probably a bit deflated that, that I was playing and then, and then, and then wasn't. Yeah. And... And basically, they're bringing in players to do your job, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? They're bringing in the defenders to do your job, yeah. me to do my job, or, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, you, well, you're not happy, but at the same time, you're thinking, right, well, if you can get back fit playing with these, it's, it's great. Because mm-hmm. training was great because they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to go. I had to go out and, and play. Um, I had to go out and give it a go at Leicester. I had to, I had to do that. But, you know, if, if clubs are going to go and be what where they are now, 
you know, this is the step that it takes, isn't it? And if you don't like it along the way, then you just got to deal with it. Yeah, that's it's so harsh, but it's so true, and it's so, and it's, it it makes more sense when you get past it and you can look back at it. But in the moment itself, when it's happening to you for the first proper time, like that's hard. Like for myself included. I was gonna say, did you find that hard? Yeah, mate. It was that that stretch there was probably the toughest part in my career, and you know, I'll go into that in a bit in a bit of time. But it was the toughest stretch of my career because, like. I didn't appreciate my attachment to Manchester. I'd lived in Manchester basically my whole life. Like I wasn't here just to play football. Like this was just my home. I was I was playing for City, I've been playing for City. I played for Mark Hughes in his last in his last game coaching City. And then as soon as Mancini came in, I basically never played again. But the players were all the same. So like what what happened and I never, you know, for me personally, I never I never knew what that was. I don't know how good I could have been. I didn't know if I was not good enough or whatever I just knew I wasn't playing and then yeah. something had to change but I'd never planned on changing anything because I was lucky enough to have only been in one place basically my whole life yeah especially with your home yeah your family's here exactly yeah exactly family friends everything like I was the type you know I'd finish training in Carrington then I might go and see my friend in Stratford might see my friend in Didsbury I might flip and go and see my friend in Ermston drive around see my friends in Sadworth like this was like that's that's my home you know I never felt that anywhere yeah. else that I went Bye. to pardon Simpsons, my patch. No, no, listen, mate. I call, I call whatever I want. But I could have. That's the thing. I could have gone everywhere that because I knew all the back routes, knew everything. Because this was my spot. But you know that all changed in time anyway. But anyway, just before you go on from that, can I ask you a question? Go on. Did you just think your face didn't fit with Mancini, and that was about it? Was personalities? Do you think it was the Italian without being you know any racism? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he wasn't. It wasn't a race thing. I don't. It wasn't a race thing. But no, 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 no. Sorry, I don't mean that about you. I just meant the. Uh, I'm, I'm not being racist against Italians. Yeah, yeah. He there was something about him where he just didn't like certain people, and you'd never know what it was. Like there's a bunch of us that will never know to the till the day we die why he had no interest in us whatsoever. But it wasn't like a sort of slight dislike. It was like a hatred for us. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, I suppose, I suppose, there's plenty of managers like that. Your face just doesn't fit. Your face doesn't yeah, fit. Yeah, but, but it's it's a shame think, though. Yeah, yeah, I think they had a bit of a way, didn't they? Of, yeah, he was. He was very. He made it very clear if you if you didn't like it. Yeah, he made it very very clear. But it's but it's weird though because you know me as a person. Like I'm not disruptive. Never been disruptive. No, yeah. So like when somebody's like put me on the back foot, I'm like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like it was never, it was never a thing because that that was my club, or that is my club rather. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, yeah, great question, great question. <laughs> so after the Leicester City loan, then it appeared that you never played again. So why did you feel you 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 had to retire? Why did you do so? Because you you were so young, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got to a point where um, my knee was. Was, I was getting so much pain with Minnie. Yeah. Um, I wasn't been, I, I wasn't able to get fit. I was so dejected with it. Mm. Uh, and it was it, it was an accumulation of, of a load of, of a load of years of, of trying so hard to be fit. Yeah. And and not being able to, and I'm talking fit, you know, you know, playing regularly. Yeah. Going, you know, but being on the bench, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. Not getting fit enough to keep playing and, and having that sort of constant you know, um, level of fitness. Mm-hmm. And I was just so dejected with it. And and then going back to what we've already mentioned about your identity, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I was thinking, well, is this all, is this all there is? Is this, all, is this me? Is this, is this just what I'm going to be forever? Or is it something else, you know, 
because I don't want to be defined by football. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that to be me. So I made that. I made that choice. Um, I made that choice. I can't remember the year now. About 11, 12, 13, some, some, some around then. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just went and I didn't look back because, to be honest, as well, I didn't like the person I was becoming. Okay. Um, I, you know, I didn't like myself really. You know, I needed to be someone. I needed to go out there and, and do something else and, and and find myself if you if you like. You know. Yeah. Talking, talking all funny about it, but I needed to go and do something different because I wasn't enjoying my life. And uh, and that's the step that I took. And that's the step that I took, and that's what why I'm here now today. That's 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 very interesting. But can I can I like drill down into something? When you say you didn't like the person who you were or whatever, like what was that? Who was that person? Because a lot of yeah. people probably don't know. Like who was that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I didn't know. I, I didn't know who I was. I was just so unexistent. I was just afraid. I was afraid to go out and go to the supermarket and and um, you know people looking at me just anxious and you know no confidence basically. So mm-hmm. I wanted to go and I wanted to go and 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 get that confidence how i wasn't sure but um i wanted to do that i wanted to do it for me and to be honest i needed to do it for me for where i was then mm. i need i needed to change how were you able to do that as michael johnson in manchester though how can you try and live a normal life not associate with football when everybody knows your face already anyway yeah but well it's not like i you know i just wanted to change but i just wanted to have that confidence i wanted i wanted you know, to be able to look someone in the eye when I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I sound funny. Um, maybe people don't, you know, understand that, but um, that's how low my confidence was, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how low it had gotten somehow. Um, and I just wasn't happy with that. I just wasn't happy with it. So I wanted to be able to go, you know, wh- wherever I go with Manchester Sainsbury's or where I go to the Andale in Manchester and, um, and, and not, and, you know, not be carrying away wearing a hat, you know, people not trying to see me. Um, I just wanted to be me, you know. I just wanted to be me. Were you? What, what, what's the feeling then? So, were you? Were you like feeling embarrassed? Like, why didn't you have confidence? What? What was it? What was it that was affecting you? Yeah, well, it, it was. It, I've been like that for a while, like that, and, and that was just me. Um, and I think the, I think I was getting less and less confident with uh, the more I couldn't play. Yeah, because because that was giving me a good bit of esteem, you know. Um, but it was built on the wrong thing. It was built on on having to perform, you know, for you to feel good. And um, you know, it's just a bit of a flawed concept, isn't it? And and uh, it just got to the stage where I wanted to change. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But how um, how did you come? How did you realize that that was the wrong way to think, though? Because you know, like I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say this because. I mentioned earlier, like I really struggled when Mancini first came in. Like I really struggled. I was having sleepless nights and stuff like this. And this was purely from a like, what's happening to me? Why am I not playing type standpoint? Because everyone that came, that was any defender that was playing reserves, academy was flipping, being born. They seemed to be playing ahead of me. Like, and I didn't know what was going on. And I was really struggling because Mancini was never somebody to provide closure. He would never come out and tell you, you know, this is this or that's that. You just, you just have to just, be dealing with what, however he, he perceives it and I struggled in that time and it meant that further down in my career when I became a captain and so on I understood that there were lots of different experiences being had in every dressing room but as a captain I think I could speak to everybody and if I ask somebody how are they doing like I'm asking them because I want to know as opposed to just saying it you know what I mean like I, I tried to make it so that a dressing room or a locker room wasn't a hostile environment anymore 
because there's so many like so many experiences being had but it took me it took me time it took me lots of years of suffering and just noticing the world around me to, to get to that stage so what really broke you out of that mindset for you to realize that the way that you were being was ultimately wrong like how did you change that yeah how yeah i mean I, I i was seeing a bloke i went to see this psychologist it was like a sports psychologist but a general one as well yeah um was that your choice or did someone say you had to no no it was my choice yeah okay. yeah yeah I realize i mean i think like like you say um over time of, of when you've always been a certain way um that's that's just relative to you isn't it that's yeah. all you and then it takes time and you look at other people like you say you look around and you think well they, they don't seem to be like that why am i what you know why do i seem to be different or, mm-hmm. or why was i feeling different and then i just as i suppose i just become a bit more aware of of my feelings and um and you know other people don't have to live like this i think that i think that that's pretty much what it was mm-hmm. and I, I just become fascinated with exploring that um and then, yeah, I wanted to go and see someone to sort of address those issues, and um, and that has been probably the best thing that I've ever I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Learning that, learning those new things about myself, um, fears that I had, um, that were made up, <laughs> that I made up, but mm-hmm. but they were real to me. But they, but they're not real to me. But I only knew I only know this now. But at the time, um, I lived my life by um, by hiding away from my fears, really. Do you think uh, a timing thing is significant here? Because I would argue that, say, in this day and age, especially this right now, it's not necessarily easier, but people can talk about mental struggles and stuff like this in a sort of football-type environment and externally as well and not be completely ridiculed. Now, I'm not saying everybody wants to, but they can, in theory, and get a different type of response. Do you think if you were going through what you were going through at this stage, do you think you probably would have had more years to to play football, or do you think it probably would have ended the same way? Um, maybe, maybe. I'd say the more the more support and the more openness would be a positive, wouldn't it? Mm. Won't be a negative. Um, at the same time, um, a lot a lot of stopping was a lot of mini as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it was both. It wasn't like I was completely fit. You know, he had nothing wrong with me. And it's yeah. like, oh, stop. Um, the, the knee really made it easier to stop because, um, you know, it's still, you know, it, it, it was still bad at the time. So oh. uh, would I? I don't know. Who knows? Um, you know, in, you know, the, the perfect world, I'd say, well, no, I'd have been able to, you know, uh, change how I was feeling. I'd be able to sort my knee out. And, yeah, I'd still be playing and, and whatever. But, that isn't that isn't the you know that isn't the world we live in i i look at it now like you know like we're all blessed i'm blessed that mm-hmm. we've got everything we've got um you know i wouldn't have my family if not for all these decisions and all these things that have happened and that's the most precious thing to me so you know i don't look back at you know with any regrets i look at things as um every day is a you know you can learn every day mm-hmm. i learned from everything in my past and i'm learning everything today to pass on to my kid, well, my current daughter, and mm-hmm. to pass on and try and help others. Yeah. Uh, other people who are struggling, I always give advice and I give them time. Um, loads of people have done that with me, so I'm just trying to give give back a little bit. So that, everything you said there is, is incredible, but why are you not in football then? Because if you know that, say, that can be a really tough environment, how come you've still distanced yourself from that? Are you just trying to stay out of that environment altogether, or what's the reason? 
Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Um, I, I'm sort of just here now doing what I'm doing because this is how things have sort of panned out. Um, I mean, at the start, um, when, I, when I stopped playing, I wanted to just stay away and I wanted to, you know, uh, you, you know, just stay away from a bit of that toxic sort of world for me. Yeah. Um, but but now I, I certainly would. I'd, I'd certainly, you know, uh, well, I, I do think about it. I do think, you know, what could I give back in terms of the football way? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still thinking, and, and you know, my numbers never changed. Mm. No one's ever told me, but my, my numbers never changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if, if someone asked me for some help, I'd, I'd see what I could do. But um, yeah, you know, this is this is it. You know, you, you don't know what the future holds, do you? Yeah. Could hold anything. Yeah, that's 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 good because that sounds like a guy that has gained closure with their situation. That sounds like a more confident Michael Johnson compared to say eight nine years ago. That's a guy that's been through a journey, and the journey still continues, but can look back. The fact you said the no regrets. That's fantastic because from the outside, people probably think that you do have regrets or something like that. But you, you know, you've got a great sense of perspective, and you know, I have to, I have to give you credit for that because it's it's, it's good. It's good to hear, man. It's very very good to hear. Yeah, good. Well, that, that that's what we all need, and that's what I think lacks in life perspective. Um, and going from where I was, um, you know, it's something that I needed to do for me, not the footballer, Mike. Mike Johnson, Michael Johnson needed to do that. Not the football. Michael Johnson needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, yeah, well, this is this is where we are. Every day is every day is a skill day. And how do you how do you look back then at say at your career? Is it something that you feel proud of, or is it just something where you just think, well, this is part of my journey? Like, how do you, how do you look back at that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely proud of it. Um, definitely proud. Um, you know, when you, you can say, you know, you've you know, man of the matches and. You know, I'll certainly win in a die because I, I I grew up a Leeds uh, fan. Mm. All my sins in Salford going to school. Mm. So everyone was a United fan. So I had a horrible, uh, you know, dislike for Man United. As yeah. Leeds fan. Good luck. So, t- <laughs> so to go and beat them in a derby, you know, and, and play with these great players, um, you know, I'm only from, a, you know, a little lad from Hermston. So it's, uh, you know, it's positive, you know, and I, I tried hard enough and I worked hard enough to make that happen, to be fair. Um, and now I'm on another journey where uh, we'll see where it takes us. We'll see where it takes me. Okay, that's, that's, that's really, really good. And to close, there was, um, when, you've, when you first retired, I think the exact quote that you gave was, you would like people to give, you to be grateful if you could now be left alone to live the rest of your life. Yeah, are you, st- yeah, are you yeah. still in that spot, or have you, or have you moved on? No, I'm not. I'm not. I was getting hounded by newspapers and whatnot. Okay. And I was in Saint. I was. I remember where I was. I was on the Fish Isle in Sainsbury's, and this same number called me about four times, and I thought, oh, this answer the bleeding phone, and they answered it, and um, I said, look, we just stopped calling me, and I said, right, this is what I'm going to say, boom, just to get him away. But um, I'm not really that much of a recluse, really. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's cool <laughs> not- then. But at the time, I just had enough of everyone, you know. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And to to close, I just want to say then, like this is this has been really really enjoyable because your story, you know, I saw it myself. I was there for, I was there with you when it was happening, and to see like how far you've come as a person, to see that you're happier now, and you're happier away from football, you know, that is great because I think as far as identity goes, you have more of one now than you did back then, and that is the thing that's going to get you through for the rest of your life. It feels like to me. So I'm absolutely delighted to have spoken with you, and I'm glad that everybody's heard your story from your mouth as opposed to somebody just someone else just writing about it. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, you know what, mate? It's been what a great conversation. I've enjoyed it. I really have. It's good, isn't it? It's good. See? Yeah, yeah, it's good. So have, have we finished now or are we still going? No, we're like, finished now, mate. We're finished now. It's good. It's like it's the beauty of this is that it's you telling your story. It's not me telling it or me reading about it or writing it. Like it's you telling it. So you say it however you want to say it, however you feel, and it's your level of honesty is completely up to you. It's really good there. So how long have you been doing this for then? Uh two years it is now. Right, right. So how many uh, lads have you interviewed? Uh, uh, I've done a hundred. Oh, sorry, I've done ninety-six interviews. I've probably interviewed eighty people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it, like I say, it's good. It's not got like it's not got the Man City backing or like a Sky Sports thing or whatever. But there's a dedicated audience, and they love it because like they're listening to people talk about things that aren't to do with the game on the weekend that's just been on the game on the weekend to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the actual person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they learn a lot more about it when somebody's not saying, yeah, you know, we're just going to try our hardest for the weekend. Uh, you know, we know <laughs> oh, shut up. Get over it. Happy to say that a few times. Right, so there you have it. I'm really happy he's in a place where he can openly talk about his past and look forward to his future. Because speaking from experience, being a professional footballer can have you feeling like you have the greatest job in the world. But when things aren't going as you'd like, you're faced with a unique set of challenges, which in my opinion, for too long, you'd be expected to deal with all by yourself. But maybe things are changing. Anyway, thank you for listening. And thanks to all those who have been on board for the last two years. We have four more episodes left before this comes to a close. And I hope you enjoy every single one of them. Lastly, thank you to Ryan Hell for the production and the editing like always. Goodbye for now.